Welcome to the Real Immunity Podcast, where we'll dig deeper into the concepts from the Real Immunity film series. Learn more at realimmunity.org. Okay, welcome to the Real Immunity Podcast. And today I have a really special guest, somebody who's close to my heart. Um, As many of you know, I've spent a lot of time in Cancun during my healing journey, and there's a very unique place that I've been to, not the clinic that I've mentioned in the past, but um, this is a place called Palmaya, House of Aya, and a friend of mine, Alex Ferry, uh, originated and built Palmaya, and it's really a, a, a trip into the fifth dimension. It's a lovely place. It's where I have done so much healing. Um, I just love being there. And I wanted to have Alex on the show to talk about how he envisioned Palmaya and uh, where it came from, what, what his thoughts are. So for the next 30, 40 minutes, we're going to get to meet Alex and hear more about Palmaya. So welcome, Alex. Thank you, Sylla. Lovely to see you again. Great. So tell tell everybody about your intention. What? How did this place come about? First of all, I was thinking it's interesting you mentioned the fifth dimension, no? because I always say to people that the hardest part to explain about this place is the invisible, no? Because we can, we can do like matrix marketing with it's a wellness retreat, it's a wellness resort, it's got these restaurants and everything, no? But what most people are like surprises them and the thing they feel the most when they come here and that what changes them and transforms them the most is the invisible energy here which is the created by the people that work here and incredible guys we have and this amazing location which i have come to be convinced and believe in there's some sort of energetic field or something happening here that really kind of like changes our molecular structure or something definitely yeah and the the feeling here right it's hard to explain it's like as i say I said I can explain I can give you as many web pages and books and texts and explain to you as much as you want but you need to come here to you have to be there and, yeah, yeah to understand it and it, really. the fact that it's 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 the ocean but it backs up to the jungle that yeah, there's something the very special about that yeah so where the jungle not even that it's almost where the jungle ends and these the the ground rock becomes like a, a dunes which then become the ocean it's like in, in the middle of the jungle and the mangrove and the dune it's like a uh, pretty interesting yeah so you walk when you walk through you feel these different ecosystems which is nice as well no you right. can be, be underneath the canopy of the trees or you can be bare on the beach with just this sun hitting directly barefoot and you get a lot of different sensations and walking through different areas and different paths right and you've built around the ecosystems you've got cenotes there yeah. and yeah i always like to i mean you know unfortunately when you develop anything you you destroy by nature but um my intention obviously is always to do the best i can and um with palmaya we managed to only affect uh, 30% of the land which i think is uh, is acceptable nowadays <laughs> and uh, 70% of it is just um virgin jungle green and um soon when we do exp- uh, the second part of palmaya behind it and um, when we expand we're going to build new lobbies and restaurants and a few other things. Um, it's going to be um, only 5% of the land affected. And wow. um, if you take the average, if you average it out, because that's going to be a space three times larger than it is now backwards into the jungle, which means that we'll only be um, affecting probably 7.5% of the land. And the rest of it will be just virgin Mayan jungle, which is beautiful. I can't wait to see that one day. That'll be lovely. Yeah. And, you know, so many people relate Cancun with this concept of, 
all you can eat and drink and music and partying and Palmaya is not that. Yeah, that goes a bit onto the origins of how I started, really, because I, 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 uh, I came, I had other, I have, I've had other businesses before. I worked in the family business when I left um, university in London, then I started my own businesses. But um, in 2006, I had a furniture company, which I used to live like three months a year in Asia. I've been manufacturing and designing uh, furniture, and I'd imported to Europe and I, Spain, sorry, specifically, and I wholesaled it. I had a shop and online store for furniture. But that kind of like when when the recession came in 2006 sales like tanked obviously people weren't buying houses so they weren't buying furniture so i decided to close it down no um because it looked pretty glib grim what was happening and uh, at the same time my parents were separated so um i'd moved, come to mexico on vacation and um when my can you hear that oh sorry there's a lot of chanting going outside because my people my team are having their christmas uh <laughs> gathering on the beach right now I'm next to it. So I got this shamanic chanting coming in through this. <laughs> nice. Nice. No, I can't hear it at all. Okay, okay, good. Okay. So, so anyway, it's really loud here. I'm like, I feel like I'm inside of the chat. <laughs> <laughs> An echo chamber. That's amazing. Anyway, um, so yes, yeah, so the business closed. And um, I came on vacation to Mexico. And at the same time, my parents are separating, as I said before. And my mother kept the hospitality side of the business. And I took over the business in Mexico, which was um, all-inclusive, large resorts, like a thousand rooms, volume, and all this. And um, it was the same time, it was 15 years ago. So at the same time, I was starting to, I've always loved health anyway, and um, looking after my body and natural healing. I've always looked, searched for these paths as, by, intrinsically as a kid without realizing, no? But um, this, it became, when I got to Mexico, the, the search for this became kind of a part of a new gate for me in Mexico, because Mexico is very mystical has a lot of magic to it it's got this amazing culture within still although spain came and they decimated the uh, indigenous populations even in, in, in you know implanting their catholicism like they did still didn't crush this mayan traditions you know so you come here and you can go in the jungle and you find these amazing communities that still you go into the jungle and you find these mayan uh people who are living very much according to their beliefs from a thousand two thousand years ago you know which is beautiful to see and this mysticism still permeates here if you find it i mean you could obviously live in cancun and party every day and get drunk but you can also find this amazing uh magical side to the area which is what kind of wakens a lot of people up now so my this uh when i was here i kind of like started getting more in contact with this and um well, obviously, I also decided to start eating plant-based. I, you know, I changed my diet, stopped eating meat, dairy products and things. Um, I've been mostly plant-based for, for at least 12 years now, 15 years or so I can't really count anymore. I have some local whitefish every so often if I'm in Mykonos with my friends on the beach or whatever. But um, easily, like 99.99% of my diet is plant-based at home, cooked plant-based 100%. And honestly, the um, you feel, I, I feel a lot better. I feel lighter. I feel, I think for longevity, it's definitely a great solution. That isn't to say you shouldn't eat meat or shouldn't eat anything. You should, you know, I think every person should find what they need. But I do always recommend people that they should eat majority, like at least 80% plant-based. Uh, if you eat that, I think you're on a good path to... Uh, living a long and healthy life, you know, and obviously the more fiber you put in your body, the more plant-based, the better. Um, anyway, so that, that was happening to me. And at the same time, uh, I had a, there was, I had a large all-inclusive resort called Santos Caracol, which was this, uh, thousand room resort, but it was integrated into this jungle with, it had rivers and mangroves and it had, uh, cenotes in it. 
it really is beautiful. And it was just a normal resort. And um, what I decided to do is turn it into an eco resort. No? So I said to my team, we're going to make it eco. We're going to invent it in a way that people start caring about nature. And it was, no, you're crazy. You can't do that. It's a thousand room resort. Does it make sense? That only works for eco hotels, little, small, chic, boutique places. Uh, so I was like, no, everybody should care about the environment because Earth is part of us. We are an extension of nature with a consciousness now. So um, we started working on this project and uh, we did many amazing things. I mean, we were the first resort in the world, I say easily, to eliminate plastic water bottles in 2008, imagine. So uh, we eliminated those, we put these big carafes in the room, people fill them up with as much water as they want. Um, we did a lot and we created this system, this uh, experience called the All Nature Experience where guests can go and there's more than 58 different eco activities during the week where they integrate into nature, like jogging in the jungle, Mayan survival, macro photography. They do cooking in the jungle as well on the ground. So all these amazing little activities people can do. And uh, we also created these uh, shows in the evening, which are based on Mayan culture and uh, and how these uh, Mayan stories unfold in different areas. One is in a cenote, one's in a big square in the jungle, one's actually in the theater. But all these experiences at the end tie up and invite you to do these uh, natural experiences during the day. You know? so how can we get people to connect to nature? Now we've got to get them out there. So anyway, we tried really hard for like um, 10 years now we've been doing this. And uh, we got to a point where we were like, oh, we've been doing this for 10 years and people don't really care, you know? This is weird. No one really gives a damn about nature, you know? And we were like, we looked at, uh, for example, Instagram. No, we like, we once we rescued this monkey, we brought her to health and we released it to the jungle. We filmed it and we shared it with the community so everyone could see what was happening. We got like maybe... 26 likes or something like that right and then someone would come and they take a picture of their their beer on the beach no and, 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 and so you can't see my glass there <laughs> they take a picture of their beer on the beach they post it and they get like three thousand likes and we were like damn no one really cares do we really because it was so much work doing this it was so much effort and it was like the amount of effort we were putting in for the return we didn't feel it no so in 2008 i had this big meeting with everyone and we were, we were talking about the direction of where to go no and I said, to him, okay, look, maybe, you know, we're going to stop the eco thing. We'll decide tomorrow, but we'll probably do something else as of tomorrow because I'm not, we're not seeing the f- fruition in this, no? Right. But yeah, I went to bed that night and I, uh, I woke up in the morning and I was checking through my emails and there was uh, an email from Expedia and it was Earth Day and Expedia had um, listed through um, more, than, more than 80 million reviews in the world, all the resorts that um, mentioned more sustainability, eco, and all these things, and ranked the then a ranking for Earth Day, and uh, our, our resort was number one in the world. <laughs> so we were like, "Oh shit!" And this was Sandos, right? This was a Sandos. Was Sandos. Yeah, that was Sandos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but not just that. We were number one. It, it, we were the only hotel in all of the Americas to be on the list, and we were the only hotel with more than forty rooms on the list. All the others were little eco chic places in the Philippines, in Maldives, all these little islands scattered around the world. Right. So, um, I went back to the meeting the next day. I said, "Okay, guys, it's okay. It's working. Look." <laughs> so anyway, that kept going. It's still there. It works uh, really well. But at the same time, um, as I, I as I changed my 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 habits so much, I wasn't feeling comfortable with this business model I had. You know, it was like you know we we throw away three tons of organic waste a, a day in the trash because all the food people leave and, and buffets and everywhere. I was thinking, you know, we were trying to spoon, you know, we were spoon feeding people ecology to care about the planet, but maybe that wasn't the way forward. No, so I already had seeded in my mind always from the from a while back. I was how can I get people to care about the world? No, so I realized that okay, maybe instead of spoon feeding them ecology, maybe what I need to do is first of all get them to care about themselves, 
and wake up themselves. Once people wake up and they realize that we're connected to something else than the physical, then you realize that we're all one. And if we're all one, nature must be part of us. And she must be, we must be family. So then you you care more about nature once you realize who you were as, as essence, no, as the as a source. So um, this was 2018. Before 2018, like a year before, I'd already started building what was going to be Palmyra. So the year before, um, 2017, 2018, around 2017 anyway, um, we built the um, cement structures of the buildings. And what it was going to be was going to be an extension of my other Sandos resort. Okay. So we started building it. Um, uh, it's, it's ironic, actually. The first, uh, when my father moved to Mexico, came to do business in Mexico in 2001, um, Palmaya property is the first piece of land he bought. So mm. um, the first property he bought was this land, but um, we were so busy doing other things. And I took over and I was refurbishing the resorts. We never touched it, you know. And also, I had this like kind of like behind my head. I was always, um, you know, I always never wanted to touch it. In my head, I was like, God, I wish I could just leave that place virgin, you know, because uh, it was so yeah. beautiful. I was, I just wanted to leave it. If I could, I would just leave it virgin. But in the end, through pressure, stakeholders, family, and everyone, you know, we needed to do this investment. Huh? It had to be taken. Yeah, you know, had to be used because we we're just lying there. And it was worth a lot of money. So unfortunately, economics always, you know, come into play. Although. You know, we try and make decisions based on economics, social, environmental responsibility. But at some point, the economy kicks in, right? So uh, at least the, my, my saving grace was that I thought to myself, okay, if I'm going to do it, I'll, at least I'm going to do it and I'll do the best I can. No? So before 2017, once I knew I had to change it, which was around, sorry, I had to build it, which was around 2014, I spent three years changing the environmental permits because the original project, which was done 20 years ago, we had 14 buildings and it meant just leveling, leveling the place out and it was all going to be cement and just grass and palm trees in the pool, you know? So anyway, I managed to change the permit, which allowed me to go higher buildings and occupy a lot, a lot less space and uh, allow that integration that you feel now when you come. So anyway, it was going to be a Sandos and uh, the same as we were built, the as the as the buildings were in cement structures, my architect, who I'd known for eight years and he worked with me on all my refurbs, and he was a real um, guide brother to me. He was like, I felt he was more like the grandfather of my children when they were born as well. He was a beautiful person. He does his, he's, he's had his incredible spiritual journey and awakening. And he'd done, he'd been everywhere, done everything. He was an amazing man. I mean, as I say, an architect with no ego is pretty a rare occurrence, I'd say, you know? Mm -hmm. What was his first name? Carlos. So Carlos, Carlos was his name. And uh, so he uh, had an accident uh, when we were building this uh, in the city and he, he went into a coma. And I was like, you know, um, with him, I was like, you know, with him and I used to work really closely together. So I said to him, okay, we can't do the project. We have to wait for him to get better. You know, he's going to get better. So he was in a coma for like nine months and eventually passed away. And uh, when he passed away, I was like, shoot, well, what am I going to do now? How am I going to do this? I need, you know, he's my right-hand man. He's the only guy I can bounce ideas off and, and make things better. And I criticize him. He laughs at me. And we criticize each other. And we had this amazing dynamic where we, we do things and improve them. And um, the ironic thing is, which I only realized after I opened this place, is that his death is what catalyzed the idea of Palmaya. So once he died and I wanted to do something different, and I was thinking at the same time, I want something that represents like who, what I reflect in life. I want something that reflects me, who I am, what I enjoy in life, not what my family created. And, you know, so also I want something that I can be proud to bring my friends to. I want something that, you know, that can leave a mark in the world. So I didn't really know what it was going to be. I just said to everyone, we're going to build a luxury hotel to do with health. And I said, it's going to be called Palmaya. And it just kind of came, you know? 
and it was just Palmaya at the time, Palmaya Riviera Maya. It, um, before we opened, it became the House of Aya because we also that came along. And what unfolded was that basically I decided before a year before opening it, um, we decided to make it Palmaya, which is crazy because um, all these projects need years of planning. And basically, I kind of built it um, on the go. Right. which I was able to do ironically because when I finished school my father put me when I joined the family business my father put me on the building site because he was building resorts and buildings in Spain so I worked five years on construction site building and I'm also pretty good naturally at um, design and spatial aptitude which is probably the only thing I'm good at but anyway it was really useful for me to have that ability because I was able to just I employed three architects that used to work with Carlos to come and just do all the technical side for me and I was just drawing things on paper and showing them okay do this do right, this right the details that. are amazing the details yeah, of design we'd be like, oh shoot three months before open we're like damn we've got no spa what are we going to do <laughs> like damn there's no space hang on look at those pylons they've been removed there's a space there okay what's it look like okay we'll put the lobby here but where are the cabin's going to go I don't know let's go into the jungle so we went to the jungle and it all happened just it was crazy and then all the ideas came through experiences I had before opening, you know? So I went, to, like I went to Greece, other friend on the beach club, I saw this roof and I was like, oh, that roof, if I modify this, I can put it in that restaurant. So when I get back, I we put that roof in the restaurant and basically it all just kind of unfolded naturally. And then um, we opened a few months before COVID and I was exhausted. I mean, the last three months of this almost killed me. So I was like, kind of like in exhaustion mode and then COVID hit and everyone was like, and we were all, it was pretty confusing because the main business was going down. Everyone was cl- we were closing everything and everyone was like going crazy. But at the same time, I was like, oh my God, thank God, I need a break. So COVID was almost a godsend for me because the fact that it had um, a year and a half, two years of like uh, of tranquility here, of like a uh, low occupancy, because no one knew what we were, we were just starting, meant that I could solidify the product and like amplify it and make it what it's supposed to be. Because we finished building it, but we didn't really have the written conceptual messaging. We didn't have the marketing. We didn't have an in-room guide. I mean, it took me nine months uh, with my creative director to do the in-room guide. Um, we didn't have we didn't have menus. We opened with no menus. So the people that came here during COVID, they were getting, um, people who just arrived here, there'd be 20, 30 rooms occupied. And right. basically, the chef would make them whatever they want. Like, obviously, within the plant-based you know, world. So um Right. Let me just interject this because when I came, I first came in July. So that was a few months after the sh- the COVID shutdown, wasn't it? July of 20? I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was two, empty. Two months, imagine, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. But then I came again yeah. last October and you had a chef there from Spain who had worked at a cancer center. Yeah, Javi's still here. Yeah. Yeah. And he sat down with me and he made me an individual menu for every meal. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what people don't realize is that, you know, um, uh i really the my idea is really to attract the right type of people to come here because we have all these amazing healing aspects that no one really takes advantage of that much you know like having he sees some people but yesterday he spoke to a lady with cancer and he wrote a menu out for her and she's leaving in a week um we have a nutritionist here who can you consult with and ask questions and discuss things um we've got loads of these amazing tools that allow you to if you really want to be uh, learn about health. There's so much to do here. It's really you know, it's amazing. Uh, Talk about yeah. some of the other, like the sound healing and the cacao. Yeah, well, basically, the, the, what I say to people is um, to understand the simply. I say we we're the only really wellness resort of this type in the world. You know, that has resort facilities which include many restaurants or spas and all these activities and different um, areas to do things. You know, we're just a ho- we're not just a hotel that concentrates on wellness and you have to pay for everything you do here. 
This is a, a wellness resort where the main concept is an ex a retreat experience. So right. you come here and the experience is like a retreat. I call it a, it's the wrong thing to say, but I say it's a retreat, a retreat on steroids because mm -hmm. really it has every single aspect of every retreat in the world you can imagine in one place. So you've got six different restaurants or food spots with which healthy food, now, which are mainly, they're predominantly plant-based uh, menus. Um, they have some animal protein non vegan options for people who are just uh, starting their journey or for people who aren't sure, or uh, maybe a girl comes who's plant-based 100% and does yoga and her husband wants a bit of meat. So we have this flexibility. I think it's important to be compassionate and understand that everyone's at a different level. So we've also designed the, the concept to be... Um, as uh, expert or professional as you want. So you can come in and whatever level you're at, you can be a complete beginner with help, you can be a complete expert, and Palmaya meets you where you're at. You know, you can always learn and advance, and um, and I think it's important. Yeah, you can, you know, open your mind. If people come with an open mind, there's so much to learn here, so much to learn. And um, a lot of people say, okay, so what's the retreat experience? Now? And what we do is we, have, we call it um, progressive wellness. So for me, progressive wellness is a simple way uh, to be healthy, where I can show the world through my product that being healthy is actually fun and simple. It's not restrictive because most people think that being healthy is restrictive, right? Oh, I've got to do a diet. Oh, I can't eat that. Then I'm going to die. I won't be able to do that. So <laughs> health is linked to restriction, right? So what we do here is we show you that health is fun as well. There are music concerts in the evening because I believe music is super important for your soul, vibration, what's better than dancing on the beach with friends and family and laughing. Um, we have this um, Architects of Life program, which uh, goes through the different cycles during the day, which includes more than 58 health and holistic activities that unfold uh, at the resort during the day. Um, for example, there's sound healing, there's cacao ceremonies, there's um, soul readings, there's different types of yoga, there's physical body health, um, there's aerial yoga, there's stretching, there's many different things you can do. Um, from the super spiritual holistic to the super um, body health, you know? Because in the end, it's all to do with health isn't just, um, you know, health. I believe spirituality uh, starts with... Um, the physical you know i think physically we need to be happy with each other with ourselves we need to be we need to feel healthy we need you know to, to connect you know um i think it's important to look at look at every aspect of, of you know as you said the fifth dimension but there's also a third dimension the fourth you need to find a way of attacking all the different areas so we can find this uh state of um connection and bliss now which then gives right. you positive right. and happiness to be able to keep doing what you're doing now and it's, you know, the thing that's impressive, it's so peaceful and quiet there. And, you know, oh. all these activities are just available. If you want to get up and go to a nine o'clock yoga class, you can. It's just yeah, well, there. Yeah, yeah and there is. You, you, also, for me, the importance is duality, because I think duality is important, because most people think that um, starting a spiritual journey or a journey of self-empowerment, personal growth, means you have to wear a right robe and have long hair and run like barefoot <laughs> in the jungle, right? But it isn't. I mean, you could easily be a high-powered lawyer in New York who decided has so much money and decided that this will bring him health and happiness. That this lawyer now embarks on a journey of yoga, meditation in the mornings in New York or wherever, and he could be as spiritual as a shaman in Peru. Right. You know. So this right. we, we need to learn to live with this duality that we live in this developed, with whatever you call material world. But within this material world, we can also contribute by being um, higher energy and high vibration. You know. 
And um, what we do here is we give this sense of duality. Like you can be one moment, you can be barefoot on the beach, just lying, relaxing, or you can be in a super sophisticated restaurant having this incredible um, Michelin quality meal almost, you know? Right. And this duality is very interesting because you're coming out like doing that and then you'll dress up to go for dinner and then you're, you're hippie on the beach and then you're doing this. <laughs> all these different yeah. sensations you, you get here, I think are nice because um, when people come on vacation also, what's interesting, what I've learned is that they also lower their barriers to new exploration, new ideas. So it's right. a great place on vacation to give people this opportunity to explore and learn what they may think not have been possible before. And it's very welcoming to children as well. You have a little playground in the middle of the pool. Um, yeah, well, we have the yeah, we have the only I think we're the only hotel resort in the world with a Waldorf-inspired children's program. Yeah, talk so, a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah, so well, basically, this this happened through my own experience with my own children, and I believe personally that children need to be connected to nature as much as possible, and they need to develop in a normal, natural way that mimics nature, not this accelerative, um, like academic, forceful way they're doing nowadays, where two years old they're trying to teach kids algebra, you know. So um, through my children, I learned about the Waldorf. And I think it's so important that, you know, when you go on vacation as well, if you're here as an adult to live a wellness experience and you want to be healthier, why should your children not do as well? No? So you need to create this environment where your children can also learn to be healthier and disconnect. So there's no digital screens anywhere in the children's sections. It's all to do with the activities they do, all to do with creativity, art, nature, cooking. So children who come here, a lot of people like uh, we get repeat guests and they say to us that when they when children are here, they're completely different from when they're at home with me, you know, nice. and I think it's because of the surrounding you create, which is supportive of their natural state, you know, right. instead of trying to force them to do something that probably isn't their natural state. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, the Architects of Life program I mentioned before, just so everyone knows, is the um a holistic health experience that's included within the price of everything. We also allow private sessions. So if someone wants to go deeper, and they, what they do is they do a private session, which is paid apart. And all the money we make, 100% of the profits we make from any private sessions go to our community support. So we support a few communities here, which you can actually go and visit while you're here as well. Wow. And we, start, we fund entrepreneurial endeavors so people in communities can start their own businesses. Because my philosophy is basically, I don't want to make money on your personal growth, you know? So I think it's important that that remains uh, sacred almost, you know. So you pay me for this experience. I give you this uh, something in return. But if you want more, all that um, goes to help other people. And you can go and see it, which I think is really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, that'll be so interesting to be able to experience that. And Alex, I have so much respect for you. You have a giant heart. Thank you. <laughs> and you have such a creative mind. And are such a hard worker. And I just can't say enough about how impressed I am with Palmaya, with your efforts there, with your generosity. And I know that you're, a lot of your modus operandi in the world is to make change and help and raise the vibration of the world. And I honestly think you you are doing it with well, Palmaya. Well, and well, same as you, right? We all need to stick together and <laughs> do the best we can in these times, right? Yeah. And we'll we found, our, found each other. So we will do the best we can within our reach, right? That's great. Yeah. That's thing. So, all right. Do you have any closing closing comments? Anything at all that you, you want to share? Um, yeah. I just, I just want people to have an open mind and an open heart and to not feel like anything here is going to restrict them or be forced upon them. And that experience is very, um, like very open. You can do whatever you want within what you feel comfortable. 
And if, and if people are open-minded and come with an open heart, I think, you know, just uh, people, it'd be nice to go, go to the review sites and read our reviews. And you can see a lot of people's beautiful transformational experiences they've had here, which is so beautiful to see. I'm so happy to see people. We're changing people's lives. It's really amazing. It's the dream come true. Yeah, that's, that's nice. it is a dream come true. It's great. Amazing. All right. So we'll have the show notes there and amazing. Stella. thank you very much. All right. Love thanks, you. Alex. See you soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. You can go to realimmunity.org to learn more about health, homeopathy, and homeoprophylaxis, and to watch the Real Immunity film series.